It is What Do I Do Now Season 3, and this episode is so long overdue. There's a lot of things I'm going to cover in this episode, but first I want to make sure I let you know I'm grateful for all the listeners in all the countries all around the world. I can't say thank you enough. This is a passion project that has grown into something so beautiful into now 17 countries outside of the U.S., so I'm grateful that the podcast has an international appeal to it that I wasn't even setting out for. So I'm just glad you guys are tuning in, enjoying it, and sharing it with those you love. So with this episode, I'm just going to recap everything that kind of happened in 2022, starting in January and uh, taking it to present day in 2023. So the top of the year, one of the first things I did was a TMZ Live. And I was talking about Lamar Odom on Big Brother and how he wanted Khloe Kardashian back. And shout out to Ryan Cameron for helping me get the uh, one-liner that brought forth another TMZ live episode. So I, you know, got some TV work under my belt, top of the year. I'm like, okay, that seems kind of cool. And then I was given the opportunity to cover the Air Force One and Air Force Two arrival in Atlanta to basically talk voting rights. So getting to be in the White House press pool as they ascended into the city at Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport, getting to see the newly elected mayor, Andre Dickens, welcome the president of the United States into the city, and seeing and understanding how other broadcast stations cover it, how Secret Service works on how they make sure everyone is vetted properly before you are anywhere near the president or any White House official. And also seeing some Atlanta reporters at work doing live shots. It was an incredible experience and to see the Air Force One roll around. And it's just, it was a once in a lifetime experience that I was very, very grateful to have. And fast forward to March, Ryan Cameron actually surprised me with a trip to the White House to cover the HBCU cyber threats that have been occurring. And I definitely want to give a shout out to the RCU crew that took care of my hotel stay after Ryan took care of the flight. While on the White House grounds, I was able to talk to Secretary of Education Miguel Cardona, Senior Advisor to the President Cedric Richmond, Attorney General Merrick Garland, the Deputy Secretary of Homeland Security John Tien, House of Representative member Brenda Lawrence, who is a representative of the 14th District in the state of Michigan, President of Jackson State University Tom Hudson, and lastly, but certainly not least, Vice President Kamala Harris. During this visit, Vice President Harris announced that HBCUs that had been plagued by several bomb threats across the country are going to be recipients of grant funds. So HBCUs that had been affected by these cyber attacks were awarded between $50,000 to $150,000 to provide mental health resources or enhance security to restore the learning environment to those respective campuses. So going from just watching people land some of the most exclusive planes in the world to reporting on issues that do affect the Atlanta landscape in regards to our HBCUs, that was a pretty big step. On my way flying back to Atlanta from D.C. is when I started to understand that what I'm doing isn't regular and that I really deserve to be in those type of rooms. But that wasn't the last time I hit D.C. and it wasn't long for me to go back. Actually, the following month, in April, I was able to take my mom and my nephew to the White House for the White House Easter egg roll. And I won't even front. It was the most wet, cold event that you could possibly ask for in the middle of April. But I had the best time sharing the White House experience 
with both my mom and her grandson on my grandfather's 95th birthday. I would have never imagined in a million years I'd be able to do it, but I'm grateful we were able to do it together. And also that month, I was actually the guest ringmaster for the Universal Circus. Now, this is the circus that my mom took me and my brother to growing up. So making it full circle and getting to be in the ring and help pick kids to be the best dressed, that was real smooth. So by mid-year, getting ready to walk into 33 on May 29th, things are moving in the right direction for me, in my opinion. I actually even had the opportunity to open up my first major concert, the Mount Westmore Tour featuring Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, Too Short, and E-40. And this wasn't my first time opening a show in life, but have I done an arena before? Absolutely not. So to be in a position where I'm the first voice they really hear and welcome them to the show as a representative of the station I work for, that was a career achievement I didn't know I wanted to do, but I did it. And moving into the summer, there were so many things that happened, starting from hosting an Arrested Development show on Juneteenth at City Winery, to making our way to New Orleans for Essence Fest, broadcasting live two days from one of the biggest events of black culture in the world, participating in the second annual Stellar Celebrity Basketball Game and picking up the win. Shout out to my head coach, Pastor Jamal Bryant, for leading us to victory. And it really kicked off a lot of interviews with some of Hollywood's biggest names. For starters, I talked to the cast members of Easter Sunday, Joe Coy and Lydia Gaston. And from This Is Us, Abbott Elementary, True to the Game, and Beast, Ayanna Haley. And then the fall happened. I took a trip to visit my great uncle Bobby, who I love very dearly and who really has taken care of me and my mom and my brother for many, many years. And he makes everyone feel like the favorite, even though I know I'm the favorite great nephew of all time. I already know. And then we had one music fest, which is, of course, one of the biggest musical festivals in the country. And with all the other ones that pulled out during the year, they sold out, and it was an incredible feeling to be back outside and also getting to broadcast live from there for the second year in a row. And then we made our way back to the White House the entire show, becoming the first radio show to do the entire show live from the White House grounds. And the reason for this invitation was to actually cover Community in Actions Day, where all 50 states are individually recognized on their contributions to the infrastructure plan that had been rolled out months prior. And that day we were there, the Biden administration was recognizing Georgia and the contributions that had been made in that time frame. We were able to interview so many incredible senior White House members, so many cabinet members, and also we had a one-on-one sit-down with Vice President Kamala Harris. After our broadcast concluded, we were actually able to take a tour of the entire White House West Wing, courtesy of former Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, who is now currently a senior advisor to the president. And on this visit, this might have been a week after the Obama portraits were actually unveiled in the White House. So the portrait tours happened, that was all well and good, but seeing the actual portraits that are hanging inside the White House where all the presidential portraits are had, was an incredible experience. But I had to jump right back on a plane to go to Ball State for their homecoming. And that one was kind of special because I had already planted a seed of wanting to come back in an official capacity. And I'm like, if I run into somebody while I'm here, I'm going to let them know I'm a proud product of Ball State. 
but I want to come back and do something with the university. Now, I didn't get to run into anybody, but I saw a lot of faces I had not seen since being an undergrad. It was so great to see several familiar faces. But the traveling did not stop. I made my way all the way to Kokomo, Indiana to speak at the 75th anniversary banquet for the Carver Community Center. I was just on Facebook and had seen that Byron Ellison, also known in the city as Big Daddy, was going to MC the event. And I just happened to be in his Facebook comments and said, oh, I need parts of this. Like, I want to be there. We was going to make it happen. And he reached out to Facebook Messenger and said, Sam, we would love to put you on a program. We can make this happen. Whatever you need, we'll get done if you can guarantee you get here. And I'm like, hey, I'm down. I'm going to get there. Say less. And I also, at the same time, was asked to DJ an event for Senator Raphael Warnock's political campaign as they were trying to galvanize the youth vote. It was a great honor, but I understood I had already made commitments and I remained faithful to the commitment I made to speak at the 75th anniversary banquet. And I actually turned that entire speech into an episode this season. So if you missed it, definitely check that out. And now that brings me to the month of November where I was able to actually host a Wakanda Forever screening on its opening weekend. And I was also a part of the station's initiative for Chick-fil-A's Delivering Hope, where I was able to go into our communities in the Atlanta area and bless some deserving people with $1,000 and a year's worth of Chick-fil-A. And reading these people's stories and the situations they were in and just how they needed a little bit of hope during the holiday season, it put a lot of things into perspective for me including how hard I'd been working, but also to make sure I was giving back to those that had helped me get where I was. And speaking of that, I actually spent my Thanksgiving holiday with my best friend's family. I've known Patrick since I was in preschool. I've known his family like 90% of my life, but I had never made my way to Meridian, Mississippi. So I ended up spending the holiday with them after not being able to spend the holiday with either one of my parents. And that very same weekend is when I got the invite to the White House Christmas party. And I couldn't think anyone else to take but my best friend who had believed in me way before I even believed in myself. At the Black Smithsonian in Washington, D.C., there was a radio icon slash legends area. And he sent me the picture, but he also put Sam got next. I never forgot that. So that's why I made sure to bring him to the White House, because if I'm in the room, that's my guy. He's going to be in the room with me. So finally, in the month of December, I make my way to the White House for the fourth time with my guy Patrick, and it's the media holiday Christmas party, so I'm seeing a lot of people that I admire and respect in this craft, including April Ryan, a 25-year White House correspondent, DJ Envy and Angela Yee of The Breakfast Club, Hollywood Unlocks' Jason Lee, Reach Media Personalities' Ricky Smiley and Dia Hughley. And I got to reflect over the last three weeks of the year where I was just off. I took time to myself. I took time with my family. And I got to look back at the year that I've had. I was busy, but I also made strides in bettering myself as well. I finished four modules in a Google UX design course. I was able to negotiate the first ever producer incentive with the radio show. And now the show is looking at regional syndication. I'm grateful for all the experiences I've had, both for the positive and the negative, because I can't go too high without going too low and vice versa. So whereas earlier seasons, you hear me complaining about certain things and certain people, I've kind of let that fall to the wayside because I understand it doesn't matter now. 
this new season that I'm embarking into doesn't require me to even honor or recognize when someone or something is trying to distract me from the greater goal of my own purpose. And with that, I have a lot of things coming up in 2023, including me going back to Ball State and being an expert in residence on January 17th and 18th. I'm also getting ready to announce one of my biggest passion projects to date, and it's going to be something you'll be able to invest into. The amount of wins and the amount of accomplishments that came in 2022 is one that I'll never, ever forget. But I promise you, I'm so excited about what's getting ready to happen in 2023 that it's only going up from here. So there'll be more great conversations. There'll be more great recaps. And of course, there'll be a lot more of the What Do I Do Now podcast season three. I appreciate you rocking with me and I'll be back next Monday with another incredible episode.